thinking of the rapture in our blessed home on high when the redeemed are gathering in the heavenly anthem in that city in the sky when the redeemed are gathering in when the redeemed are gathering in wash like snow How we'll shout and how we'll sing when the redeemed are gathering in. There will be a great procession over all the streets of gold when the redeemed are gathering in. Oh, what music, oh, what singing, oh, the city will roll when the redeemed the Lord are gathering in. When the redeemed are gathering in, wash like snow and free from all sin. How we'll shout and how we'll sing when the redeemed are gathering in. Then the Savior will give order to Welcome to the house of God this evening. Happy to be here. Amen. It's another opportunity to meet with the Lord, to hear from the Lord. And let's just sing some songs, let's laugh, some joy, some praise, some worship. Let's all stand. Some glad morning when this life is over, I'll fly away.
sing about my savior amen so thankful for the blood thankful for the old time way just turn to prayer brother tim if you would come and open the service in the word of prayer we have a prayer request from sister margaret she says pray for my co-worker 
um, she's having some tests done in the morning and we're praying that all will be well. Amen. If you have a need, just let it be known by an uplifted hand and uplifted heart. We're here because he is here. Amen. Wonderful Heavenly Father. Lord, we're so thankful that we could come together like this in the middle of the week, Lord. Lay aside the weights of the world, the distractions of this age, the the onslaught of the enemy, and gather our licks of fire together. Oh, Lord, that your presence might come down in the midst of your people. We just want to get into your presence this evening. We just want to feel you move amongst us, oh God. We just want to hear your word. We want to be dealt with to the depths of our being, O God. We want to be built up in the stature of Jesus Christ. Lord, we want to be partakers of your holiness, of your nature, of your great love that you have for us, O God. Your great love wherewith you loved us, that you redeemed us out of the depths of sin, that we might praise the name of Jesus Christ this evening. Lord, how we love you. How we thank you for your grace. How we thank you for your mercies. We thank you for each and every individual that's gathered together this evening. We thank you for those that are gathered on the internet. We thank you, Lord, for this place that we can gather in, that we still have freedom of religion. Lord, that we can still gather together with some freedom to worship you, to look into your word, to feed on the truth of the living God. Great are your blessings, O Lord. And we magnify your name tonight. Lord, you know the needs of your people. You are the discerner of the thoughts and intents of every heart. Lord, you see Sister Margaret's co-worker, oh God. Lord, she has a need. Lord, may you just touch her, we pray. As she goes for the test, may the doctors have wisdom. And Lord, may she find the right course of remedy to get out of her troubles, oh God. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but Lord, you deliver us out of them all. We're remembering Sister Rena tonight once again, Lord. Father, you are her deliverer. You are, you are her healer. You are her provider. You are everything that she has need of. And with her tonight, we lay claim on the promises of our God who heals all of our sicknesses, all of our diseases. Lord, we lay hold upon that by faith tonight. And as Brother Murphy brings the word tonight, we know that you shall anoint it, Lord. Anoint the speaker, anoint the hearer, Father. Lord, you know every need, every burden, every question. If there be somebody with a question tonight, somebody that needs you, I pray, Father, you'll just draw near to them. And whisper, Lord, in that still small voice to their heart that they might know you in a greater way. We commit this service into your hands in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. You may have seats. We want to give a special welcome to Brother Stephen and Sister Lillian who are here. They're not strangers to us. I don't see them anywhere. Top right. Oh, God bless you. Welcome. It's good to have you here. Amen. Let's just sing that song, Through the Fire. So many times I've questioned certain circumstances.
So many times I've questioned certain circumstances or things I could not understand. Many times in trials, weakness blurs my vision and my frustration gets old. Never been forsaken, never had to stand the test alone. And as I look at all the victories, the spirit rises up in me, and it's through the fire my weakness is made
Amen. How many times has he shown up in the fire? It's not just a Bible story, a fourth man in the fire, but we've been in the fire, and we're in the fire day by day. He shows up every time. So thankful for God tonight. Broken chains, you may bend, you won't break. Start with the chorus. You may bend, but you won't break. You may stumble.
say that tonight. We'll invite Brother Murphy to come. Just sing that song. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Let's return the service to Brother Murphy. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Let's all stand. Over every heart and every mind. Because I know
Father, Lord, how we thank you for the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, it's not merely just a name, but Lord, there's a power in that name, Lord. Lord, even the dead baby, Lord, John the Baptist, when he was in the womb of his mother, for six months, there was no movement. But Lord, when the first time the name of Jesus was announced, Lord, it had turned out a dead baby into life and it was jumping for joy. Oh God, how we thank you for that name, Lord. Lord, that name that is still alive tonight and still speak. That name still have a power. That name can still shine a light to the darkness. That name can still deliver that is bound. That name can still heal. That name can still set a captive free, Lord. Oh Lord, we give you all the thanks. Thank you for that wonderful name of Jesus Christ. The Lord, we gathered around that name tonight. We gathered to speak that name. We gathered to praise that name. Lord, we gathered to believe that name would do a special thing for us tonight, Lord. So, Father, as we come into the sacred part of this service, Lord, we know we sing the song. We prayed. Lord, we give you the praise. But Lord, it will take you to open up your word. That because we know that your word is a power, Lord. Your word is, is all we need for the every need that, that in this congregation and that the people on the internet. So Lord, we pray that you open up yourself and reveal your word to us. Lord, it will be one word from you. It will satisfy us. It will be one word from you. Lord, it will set to the captive free. We thank you, Lord. Ask in Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for the musicians and thank you, Brother Dan. Let's turn to the Scripture, to the Book of Romans, chapter twelve. 
book of Romans, the chapter 12. It's so good to be, come to the house of God, to uh, hear the word of God, to experience this atmosphere that is already so holy and so powerful. And I trust that the Lord will do something special for us tonight. It doesn't depend on a man, but it depends on the son of man. And if we have the desire for him, uh, look beyond this flesh, look beyond your flesh too, and to look over to Jesus Christ, and he will do the great beyond what we expected. Book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And the Brother Bram talked about this, that you do your reasonable service, and God will do the rest of it. And we come to the church, that's our reasonable service. We bring out the Bible, open it up, and read the scripture. That's our reasonable service. We believe it is as word has said. That's our reasonable service. And when, he do all, when you do all your part, God will do the rest of it. Amen. And to them be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that he may prove what is thy good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. May the Lord bless us his word. You may be seated. And we all read to the, uh, the message of the power of a transformation and the God's power to transform. And, uh, you know, that's probably one of the first um, message I uh, translated years and years ago. And I still remember uh, the word. But, you know, when God just started to... Uh, uh, make that it become a real to you. It's not only just a word anymore, but it become a life to you. And it's uh, literally, that's the transforming power. And that I want to speak about the transforming power is in you. And we're not looking to uh, outside to try to seeking the transforming power, but that transforming power has already laid in you. All you need to do is to yield to it. And that is start to doing the daily, daily, daily transforming. Many times you find out that the transforming, the transformation that is done in your life, actually you wouldn't even notice it. And that the people beside you might notice it, and your family might notice it. But for ourselves, we hardly, uh, we hardly realize the transformation has already taken place. It's not a transformation that you got so many wrinkles or you, got, you become old. But that the inside of the inside started changing. And that the fruits start to showing. And when you're going in, when you're coming, uh, when you're going out, when you're coming in, and when you fellowship with the, the people, and when you're walking that in this world, you'll find out that a transforming power gradually started to let you to take on the image of Jesus Christ. And sometimes that the way ourselves doesn't realize it, but that the people around us realize it. And it takes the God that it gives us the revelation to see what is the transforming power. Has a, what, how great that transforming power has already laid it inside out of us. And Brother Bram said that the power of a transformation. He said that that's all we want to do is be not conformed to this world. But be transformed by the renewing of our mind. To do the perfect and acceptable will of God. Now that we have been saved, I think that many of us, we can say that. 
as we are. And that we have been filled with the Holy Spirit. And that's what we are. And that as we have. Now we want the mind that was in Christ to be in us. That we might be transformed from the natural thing of life. And be brought into do the perfect will of God by transformation of God's Spirit by His Word. So transformation is not just a one-time deal. And uh, okay, well, you just, uh, uh, you know, you just lay still and uh, that's it. Transformation is gradually day-by-day work. It's not you do the work, but God Himself doing the work. He keeps transforming you to do what? To do the perfect will of the Lord. I know that we are saved, that we're filled with the Holy Spirit. But that's not our just satisfied with that. We're not just satisfied, okay, I'm saved, that I'm going to, uh, going to be with the Lord in the future. It's not just we're filled with the Holy Spirit and, uh, you know, and God prepared the place for us and one, uh, one day that we're going there. But we want our whole being being transformed day by day. We want to be transformed so that we can have power to do the perfect will of the Lord, not to the permissive will of the Lord. It's not just to live a life, but live a life abundantly. There is way much more that God has prepared for us that we can go to to achieve. It's not just so that we uh, uh, you know, ask for no more. It's not just so that we, uh, we have our family. There's a way more. I think that sometimes our eyes and our vision has so limited just to the little things that are around us. We're so limited just with us at our own, our own little group, our own little church, our, our little family. But God has this way more greater things that afford us to achieve. And it's laid there and afford us to lay hold to it. And so, but, and Brother Bram said, in the power of a transformation, and he said, not a trans, he said, now transforming. Is that I used to, to work for a public service company where we had a transformers and to transform. It said, now the word is, the word mean in it itself, something like to transform means something that's been changed. Something that's been changed from one thing to another. And that when this is changed, it's not that it's just like an old thing that was a reformed. It's not a something that was a, or you just make a little patch of it. It's not just a making something, some correction, some improvement in it. But when they talk about a transformation, it's like this person was a completely changed into a new creature. And it was a not just something that was added on, but it was a completely new person. So we're not just the same person. When we receive the Holy Spirit, when God transforms us, when the Word transforms us, we're not the same old person anymore. You're not Joe anymore. You're not Brother Curtis anymore. You're a new creature living in the old body. But it's a new creature, completely changed inside. On the outside, still the same. On the outside, you still have the struggling of life. On the outside, you still have to eat. I hope you eat. I haven't eaten yet. <laughs> just for the service. I usually fast just uh, when I go to the church. And so, but you're struggling for life. You're living the life just like a normal person live. But your desire changed. Your nature changed. The life inside 
changed. Your, the things that you're craving for changed. The things that you love changed. The things that I used to love, you don't love it anymore. It all happened on the inside. People don't see it. But you bring the outside under subjection. That's how the struggle started. That's why the battle started. That's why each day become a battle for you. If, they're, if, they're, if you're just an OU, there's no battle. When the outside said, go to smoke, you light up a cigarette. When the outside, when your mind, and when your own nature tell you to do certain things, you follow to the, to the dot. And you enjoyed it. And even if you're in the religious world, and you are so satisfied with the religion that you are always in. No matter you're in the Baptist, you're in the Pentecostal, whatever that you're, you're in the denomination of the church. And if your own nature hasn't been changed, uh, you said, oh, well, we're, 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 we're a little eagle. We're always wanted something more. Hey, don't forget, you're still an old man. Though you're an, old, you're an eagle, but you're still an old man. I, let me tell you, when I first come into the three self of the church, I enjoyed it. When I was baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, I think I'm going to the rapture. I think that's about it. And when I, uh, when I shed a few tears, and I, I, feel, I feel so nice or so relieved. Why? Because I shed tears. That means I moved. Somebody moved me. Well, that might be God. That it might not be God. I don't know. But something moved me. I'm so happy about it. But you know what? If you are the son and daughter of a God, God don't done away with that. But he said, my child, I have more for you. I know the other people there enjoy that and they're satisfied with that. But something in you said, I have more for you. Because you're coming from me. Because you are my attribute. You're supposed to be like me. Though on that outside, you're still living the life. You're still going where we're going or doing the work. But something inside of you, you're craving for something more. It was a layer of the seed is inside of there. But when the transformation, when God started using His Word to transforming us, then you are changed to a completely new person. Everything inside of you, it all changed. Yet, you're in the same form. You're eating the same food. You had the same body. You had the same struggle. You have the same everything, just as anybody else has had. But you know, if the person beside you, no matter how worldly they are, or no matter how religious they are, if they go with you, Long enough, before long, they will find out something different about this person. It doesn't matter how vile they are. It doesn't matter how they resist what you believe. If, as long, if, they give, if you give them or, or if, you take, um, if you're getting along uh, enough time, something, it will start to show it up. Something that inside of you start to um, release something from you, start to influence the other person. That a person receive it, accept it, believe that influence or not, it, it doesn't matter. But they can feel that influence. 
because it was some atmosphere for a uh, change the person. Their talking is different. And they're because of the inside of the inside has been changed, their thoughts is different. Their mind has been renewed. They're in there, they're, they're uh, we reasoning. But your reasoning changed. And we have the imagination just as anybody else has an imagination, but your imagination changed the two. Because the inside of there's a life to bring those under subjection. So you're not a reason to against the Word of God. When the Word of God is speaking to you, it makes sense to you, you believe that. And you're not imagining just some uh, lust or the wrong thing. Your imagination takes you to the future home that God gave it to you. When I learned, when I was uh, reading or listening to the future home, my mind go for it. My mind go for that straight of gold. My mind is going for the city that it prepared for me. I'm dreaming about it. I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about it to meet our loved one. I'm thinking about to meet Brother, Brother Hugh message to Sister Sylvia. Why? Because your imagination was changed. Your affection was changed. And you love your wife more. And your wife, you love your husband more. And you love your brothers and sisters more. Why? Because the inside, there's a new life. The new life brings all five cents under subjection. And one day, you're going to bring this body to a body change. Though we have the same form just as anybody else's had, but inside of the inside, there's a new life living in there. And then the, the people... When they are thinking about you, when they are getting along with you, some accept you and some don't. Some thinking you're just weird. But some thinking he weird uh, has a reason. I want to find out why he's weird. He was talking about in the, co in the work. Before long, Brother George, you will find out that the company, the people will come to you. What makes you different? You know, you talk things differently. And when people enjoy the evil things, you don't enjoy it. What is it? It's not because you are conformed. It's because you are transformed. Because the word, if you receive the word, you can be, one, you can be sure for one thing. That word will never do conforming work. That word will always do transforming work. So when you receive the word, anything changed in your life is a transformation out of appearance. It's a transformation. It's a manifestation of a transformation inside of you. Because the source is different. And the purpose and objective of a transformation in your life is different. It's not that you conform to reform. You change your talking, you change your mind. It's the transformation living in you started transforming you. You have to realize that, believe that. Because without that, you're just thinking you're just the uh, same as anybody else. But when God made that real to you, that become a revelation. Lord, you have transformed me. I'm not learned this, but something transformed, changed me. So when God doing that, he, has a, he put a seed 
that in the predestinated a person. He put that a seed of that in his own children. And Brother Bramah said in the power of transformation, he said that then the Spirit had moved on him and sent him to Calvary, talk about a Jesus, to the cross, to bring light in this day and light to all the predestinated seed to the church of his day, of this day. Transforming sons and daughters of God into his presence. He is the light. And the delight is only to the predestinated seed. And to that predestinated seed, when they saw the light, it's transforming them to the son and daughter of God into his presence. He said, if you are a Christian now, a genuine predestinated seed, you was in God. Before there was, you always was in God. Amen. The germ of your life, which is an attribute of a God, which was his thought. You were in his thought. And you were his thought. And that thought has been ripened up by the word of God and the coming to you. And when you receive the word, you actually receive the thoughts of God. You have the mind of Jesus Christ. It's laid in you. It's just waiting for that to be manifested. Just waiting for that to be showed up. And in the power of a transformation, he said, see, that was his thought. He said, there could be no way for you to fail it. There's no way for you to fail. Because it's not your thinking. It's not your ability. It's not you try to do certain things to please God. Because of that word that is living in you, that attribute, that seed that living in you, you only wants to do the things that pleasing God. Amen. And there could be no way for you to fail it. See? Because you are growing. And as long as you are seed inside growing, you have to produce just exactly what the seed said you would do. Amen. If there's a seed living in that, living inside of you, seed will always grow. Because the seed has a life in it. It might take a longer time. The, the soil might be dry. But eventually, that seed will take life. Eventually, no matter how long it's going to take, no matter how harsh the environment is going to be, but if that seed got a life in it, the life, it has to grow. If you are a predestinated seed, which I believe you are, then there's a latest seed before the foundation of the world. For now, for you to be manifested, then there's a life in the latest seed. When the word started speaking to you, then it's something in that seed started bursting out. And it said you have to produce just exactly what a seed said you would do. It's not that you said what you're going to do. It's the seed said, you must do this. And that's exactly, it's his word. He keeps his word and he watches over it. Amen. What an assurance that we have. Amen. That doesn't, it doesn't depend on how you tried it, but it depends on there's a life in that seed. You can struggle, you can even against it and try to run away from it. But if there's a seed in there, if there's a life in that seed, eventually you will come subjected to what a seed asks you to do. Yeah. 
But Abraham said, if you believe in the message of the Bible and the, the present message of the day, a vindication of it, the reason you are sitting here because you were predestinated to sit here. He said, you wouldn't have been here otherwise. You would have been on the street, maybe drunk, some of you. And some of you out here and are running around with some other man's wife. You woman out and married and are running around with other woman's husband or something like that. See? But you were predestinated to be here. Yeah. See, you can't help it. Amen. You might be backslide. You might be letting your mind tell you, get out of here. But you can't even help it. Why? Because there's a seed laid in there. That seed would only want to hear the word of God. Because the seed would realize when they hear the word, that word would draw the life out of that seed. And that seed would start to grow. You might not have craving in your mind, but that seed is craving. Your whole mind might tell you the whole different story, even right now. But the seed inside of you is craving. Because that seed of craving life, that seed of a craving word, that seed of a craving the spirit of a God to start to move. That seed has a craving, has a desire. That you can't even help it. It's beyond your own control. Is it a seed, but you were predestinated to be here. You can't help it. You have a father. He is God. And you were a seed. If you can't help to even sit in here. And you can't help to believe. You can't help but to believe the word of God. And I'll say you can't help but to go to the rapture. It's not by your own choosing. It's because of the seed has already laid it inside of you. You can't help but to hate evil, to love things that is good. No matter how your five cents try to tell you, but your seed will do the things differently. I remember when I first came to the church, but over here, my mind kept telling me, get out of here, get out of here. You don't understand, and you don't want to understand. I was sitting probably right behind you, Sister Margaret, just in that, where was Brother Ellen's, uh, that, but something Something nailed my, nailed, nailed my body down there, and I couldn't get it out. I said, what's wrong with this chair? There's a, nothing wrong with the chair, but there's a seed laid in there. That seed was a craving. That seed said, I needed something more than your mind to tell you to, to have. I'm so glad. That seed has a power overpowered my own choosing. And that seed laid in you overpowered all your choosing. Even for your choosing, you won't be here. Even, even for, for some of you, for your choosing, you probably want to get out of here. But not by your choosing, but that seed laid in you. Why? Because there is a transforming power laid in there. It wants to transform you. And then the prophet said, you was in him then as a thought. Now you are a person that can fellowship with him. And remember, if you was in him at the beginning, and when Jesus, which is God to the word, made flesh and dwelt among us, then you were in him and stood 
the insult that he took. You went to Calvary with him, in him. You died in him. You arose in him. And now you are seated together in heavenly places in him. We were then in him as attributes, as a thought, as a gene. And I also say you are word of the word. Because if, the, if we said that, uh, if we said that the Jesus is the God inside of the Him, then every gene, every attribute that inside of the Him is also God's gene. It's also, if we said that Christ is the Word, then the gene or the, the attribute that inside of a Christ, it also has to be the Word. It just not manifested yet. And that's why he said that you were in him stewed that insult that he took. The reason that in this age, in this, on this earth, we stewed, we stewed the insult that the people have because we were in him then. And we were in him then, and now is what we were in him then manifested. And now then we are in him in the gene form, in the attribute form, in the word is not a manifested form, but now we are coming from that virgin born body of the gene of the attributes of a God coming to this sinful body. But if in that virgin born body we as an attribute, we never lost it at a battle because Jesus never lost at a battle. How can we lost at a battle when we in this body? If in that virgin-born body, we as an attribute form, as a gym form, we went with him to the Calvary, we never fail. We went with him in the Gethsemane, we never fail. And we went down on the cross when he cried, and he said, it is finished, we never fail. Then how can you fail now? It's not that the virgin body make Jesus Christ overcome. It's because God, the Word inside of Him, made Him the overcomer. If He is the Word, then I am the Word. Then you are the Word. Though we are in this sinful body, but it's the same attribute in that virgin-born body, that attribute now living in this body. And if He never filled then, we never feel now. If he never lost the battle then, we never lost the battle now. When he withstood the insult, we withstood the insult. When he was in the Gethsemane, guard of the Gethsemane, said, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. And that same attribute there said amen to that. And that same attribute now coming to this flesh and said, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. It's the same attribute in that virgin body, but that attribute has transferred now to this sinful body. Redeemed by his blood. It never changed. It's the same gene. It's the same germ. It's the same attribute. Whatever that attribute in that body has done, it will do the same thing that in this body. You're only manifest what the gene and the attributes of God already done in Jesus Christ. When he was to be tempted, and it said to turn us up uh, a stone or a rock and into the bread, and I said, a man shall not live by 
bread along, but by every word proceeded out of the mouth of a God. Haven't you confessed to the same thing? When you rejected an offer of the promotion, when for the word of a God's sake, you stay in the most, most expensive place, probably not on earth, in the whole Canada. How God keep you alive, I don't know. How God keep us to let the, the some of that we only have one, one income. How God keep you alive, I don't know. How the young people even afford it. We can't even afford it to rent it. But how you stayed here? You know, that's the same gene in there. In Jesus said, man shall not live by the bread alone. But about every word of a God that proceeded from the God's mouth. And you did the same thing. That time is in the gene form. But now that gene has come into your body. But it's the same gene. Let him overcome there. It's the same gene that living inside of you. That you make the choice. Standing firm on God. Lord, man is not just a living by the promotion. By the salary. By the good living. By the easy living. But I'm here because I want to hear the word. Is it the same gene? How oh, God keep you alive? Of course God can keep you alive. Because you're standing on God's word. Is the life hard? Let me give you the good news. It only will get harder. But how we thank God. When everywhere else is dried up, God still have a supernatural providence to feed the prophet Elijah. God has still have a supernatural providence to feed that, uh, the, uh, the widow in Seraphat. Standing on God's word. It's that same gene in him. It's that the same gene that is in you. It's only manifested. What a rest he gave it to the people. No matter what happened. If I was there and I never failed in this body, I was never going to be failed. If in that body God has to resurrect it, in this body God has to resurrect it. It's not because it is a sinful body, because there are attributes in there. Because there is a gene in there. And that gene only applies the word. That gene will only say amen to God's word. That gene only do things according to God's word. Because that's a word upon word upon word upon word. It's nothing else but a word gene, word attribute. He said, you didn't become a human germ from your father, and then the next thing you become a germ from a dog, and the next thing from a cat, from cat, and the next thing from a chicken. That's in the rapture message. It was all human germ. And then the body of Jesus Christ, so the bride will be part of his body. He was the word, and the bride will have to be the word. Word added to word and added to word. Luther's justification, Western's sanctification, Pentecostal baptism of the Holy Ghost, the restoration of the gift, and all the rest of it. It's the progress. It's the process that God gave it to us. From one upon another upon another. But if you are God's children, you will believe every stage when the world, when the word travels. You understand? 
you forgive me, I, I don't have a much of a vocabulary to try to express myself. But if you are the children of a God, in every stage, when the Word starts to make manifest or reveal to you, you said, that's exactly the truth. I believe it. You're not an idiot yourself to become an adult in one meal. You become a... I, did I say English is the most horrible language in the world? <laughs> but you're growing. If there's a seed, a seed always grow. If there's a life in there. And as the seed, as the, you are the seed, you're growing too. And as you feed on the Word, as God leads you in each stage of your life, it doesn't mean that when you were, you were in the first stage, you're just, you know, you, you just believe, you just uh, know, oh, a woman should have a long hair. Is that wrong? No, that's not wrong. I mean, you're just uh, immature, just came into the message, just right in the beginning. You learn uh, a lot of time we become a legalist. And I become, a, I was a legalist right in the beginning. I ordered my wife, you got to do this, you got to do that. If you do that, you're not this. I'm constantly doing that, but I'm growing. Then I thought, hey, I made a many mistakes, just like my wife made a mistake. So if I'm not too harsh on myself, I better not too harsh on her. <laughs> but you see, you're growing. But is that done away with what you're in the beginning? No. You climb the ladder from the bottom. Amen. You don't jump to the top of the ladder. You break your neck. So we're growing. But if you stop growing, something's wrong there. Because if you are the seed, you will always grow into maturity. You will always transforming, transforming, transforming. And growing more into the image of God. But the gene of it has everything that God has already put it in there. There is a rapture in there. There is a body change in there. There's your future home in there. Everything is laid in that gene. But as the Spirit started watering the Word, and that started growing. And whatever Christ was, Brother Branham said, I am. What He is, I am. He said, oh God, if He is considered a fanatic, so must I be. If He was a Beelzebub, by the works of His Spirit, I am too. Whatever he was, I am. Whatever he was, you are. I lived with him on earth when he lived. I died with him when he died. I rose with him when he rose. I'm assembled and I am seated with him now in heavenly places because I'm part of him. Wherever he is, there I am. Where my servant is, there would I be also. If he is the word, and we're a part of Him, then we are part of the Word. He said, transforming. He can transform us through His Word that we can rest because we are part of it. And the, when you understand that, the seed lays in there. And the seed has a life. No matter what happened, it will transform you into the image of a God. Then, you can have a rest. Doesn't matter what anybody else said. Doesn't even matter what your own self tried to convince you. But if inside of there is a seed there, 
there's a life in there, then we can have a rest. Because you know God will do exactly what that seed will tell you to do. You know, the people thinking that the people who are, the person who has that, that has been transformed, they're thinking they're just like a, a strange people. If you're just a, you know, if you're just a, like a monk living in the uh, um, temple, huh? Yeah, you hear that? <laughs> if you're just, if you're just like a monk doing all those things, people won't feel you're strange. But it's because you still live a life, everyday life, that's why people feel you're strange. Because they couldn't figure it out. How can you not living in that there, just, you know, eating vegetarian and do, just uh, every day just uh, reading their uh, whatever, their Bible, there it is, and you're still living uh, the life on this earth, and with all this pollution, all the filthy, with all this um, uh, evil things that are around, how can you still keep it clean? How can you still have your conversation, not just as a filthy or as anybody else? How can you just be honest? When this is a world full of lies, when the cheating and the deceiving, they become a normal things that are acceptable. Right? If you don't do that, you're abnormal. How can you still be straight and normal when everybody else is uh, thinking of transgender or homosexual or whatever things that is the normal things to do? How can you still keep straight? That makes you strange. It's not because you're out of the world, but you're living inside of the world, but still not of the world. That makes you strange. You still go to shopping mall. You still have the social uh, gathering. You still have friends that are in the world. I'm not saying that you're a go with them, but you still have the people that you're still associated with. In your family, in your relatives, in your workplace, and in everything. But you never sing with them. When Christmas time comes, you don't go to the drinking party with them. And then they, you don't, uh, when they offer you a cigarette, they give you a joint, you push it aside. It's not because you want to. And then you dare not to do it. You hate it. All right? Because you don't have a desire of it. The transforming power already laid it in you. Already started working. That's why the people can, couldn't figure you out. But at the same time, you're the one that condemn yourselves the most. When everybody else admire you, you're the one rebuke yourself from morning to night. Don't laugh at me. When everybody else is to praise you, wow, you're different, Margaret, says this Glista. You know, when everybody else is doing all those things, you never do it. But you know, for us, we're the one condemn ourselves the most. A little mistake that we make is it good enough to condemn us we condemn ourselves to hell. The little wrongdoing that we did, a thought that is coming from our mind, is it enough to send us to the condemnation and feel, Lord, I'm lost. Lord, I'm not going to miss the rapture.
But you have to understand, no matter what is on that outside, but it has nothing to do with what is God had to put on the inside. The victorious life is not depending on how the outside you do. The victorious life, it depends on what is laid inside of your soul. I'm not trying to find you an excuse to sin. Because I know you won't want to do that. If you already want to do that, what use for me to try to bind you not to do that? You're going to be condemned by your inside, not condemned by your outside. Is that clear? So we're dealing with the inside of the inside. Many times you find out people live in their past. They're living in their past guilt and the things they have done. They live in a, or I put it this way, they live, they are transformed the person inside but they still live in their old man. Or they're still thinking the old man has control over them. They're still thinking that the one that has been bound them is still bound to them. And they're still haunted by the things that they used to do, but they don't do that no more. If the person that was used to be haunted was to be in the pornography, you will find out years later on, those things doesn't bother him, but he's still thinking those things still haunting that. He's already repented, he's already come out of that, but because he was still thinking that things around him, he's constantly living under the fear. And because he's constantly living under the fear, he always lives under the privilege, cannot be victorious. And the devil is a tormentor. He torment that person. Let him the person thinking that the lust of veil is still there. Let him thinking that uh, uh, his thought is still evil. Let him thinking that the things that he used to do, he doesn't do that. He just, the devil constantly condemning him, tormenting him, saying, you just reformed. You just reformed. One day I'm going to get you. One day I'm going to get you. And when they look at certain things, and they maybe look at the second, third time, and then they fall into it and they stumble. And, and then they come out of it and they tear it in their eyes. They don't know what to do. They said, I'm lost. I'm lost. I'm going to miss it in the rapture. They're constantly they're wallowing in their mistake. Constantly wallowing in their past. Constantly wallowing in their passive experience. And the thinking that experience has never left to them. One mistake is enough to take them out of from their victory and back to that uh, wallow again. The reason this devil is a tormentor. But Abraham said that, uh, that word, Lord. He said, no, anybody know that a word, a devil, means tormentor? Not tormenting your soul. You are free from that by your gospel preacher and the word of God. He said, now to read 
to get rid of that tormentor. He said, you will never be saved and receive the Holy Ghost unless you believe the Word of God and the man that's preaching in it. He said, that's the way you get healed the same way. Now it's coming to our address now. It's not only just your past sin or past whatever that is. You know your past. I don't know. I know my past. That's bad enough. But you know those things are constantly haunting at you. As long as you're living in this body, those things were constantly haunting at you. No matter how powerful you can get, how mature you can get, and the things that in the past will always try to come back. Because you always have your weakness. Your weakness is different than my weakness. And your weak, some of the weaknesses might be the passion. Some, some of the weaknesses might be the lust. Some of the weakness might be the uh, foolish little things that you wouldn't even, that wouldn't even bother you at. But everyone has your own weakness. And that the devil has a punch for that. Devil know better than most of us that know ourselves than anybody else. He watched you grow up since you were a kid. And he had to train you all your life. He knows exactly what your defection is. He knows exactly where he can get you. The reason is because he's a tormentor. He only torments when you're weak. When you're strong, how can he torment you? You become a tormentor to him. Right? But when you're weak, when you have a certain weak point, he torments you and all that. And he won't get better. It's just getting worse. As you're getting older, you're getting weaker. Is that a news for old people? But the devil is the tormentor. But he can only torment your mind. He cannot torment here. The soul. But Abraham said, but a gospel preacher and the word of God, you're already free from it. He can torment your spirit. He can torment it and everything that is in your mind. But he couldn't touch that soul. That's where your rest is laid on. That's where your power was springing up. That's where your, he laid all your rest and assurance. It's in that soul that God has already changed. In that soul there's only ever one thing. You believe him. You believe every word that he said. Here you might be tormented. He constantly coming, bugging at you, buffing at you. But in the here, he cannot torment that. Your destination was safe. Your future home is secured. He's already done that. No matter how he tried to torment it in here, but in here, there's no unbelief in there. That's why when you stumble, you can get up. That's why when you fall, you can rise up again. That's why when you made a mistake, you can come back and repent. And the peace of God start rising up. Why? Because the soul was secured. Because of the transforming power laid in that seed. And that transforming power is so powerful. 
that even when the legion, there's the thousands of a devil that are in him. And think about it. All category, all level, all different kind of a devil is all in legion. But though there was a thousands of a devil, they don't repeat their trick. Every demon is different. They have a different way to get a hold of a person. They're ascended for a different purpose. Thinking about it, that, that legion got a thousands of them. There might be a video game. There might be a social media. There might be a. They may be out of a, having a pornography. They may be having a lust. All kinds of a demon lying. Everything is laid in that a person called a legion. But none of them, or all of them, cannot stop him to cry it out inside of the soul. But Abraham said that there was a soul was a crying for deliverance. Men cannot hear that. Church cannot hear that. But Jesus hear that. Thousands of the demons got a hold of that legion. But Brother Abraham said, when they know that Jesus would come on the sea, he said that that legion wiggle out of his grave. He said those demons will never wiggle out of the grave to meet Jesus. But that legion, the inside of the inside, there's a power of a transformation laid in that seat there. Though it was a pound, it was a chin down. But thousands of a demon cannot hold him that they let him lay in that grave because he knows the deliverance that they're crossing the sea and they're coming for him. No matter what demon is on you, you're not bad enough that not a legion yet. But if that soul that laid it in there, Though the word that he mouse out of the, come out of his mouth, he said, still saying, what I have to do with you? And the, the devil controlled his mind, controlled his body, controlled his mouth, that is still altering the evil things. But inside of the inside, there's a seed laid in there. And there's a power of a transformation laid in there. And that seed was a calling for another seed to come in here and to burst at him so that he can become out of the bondage. People, you might be bound by many things. You might be bound by self-conscious. You might be bound by the inferior. You might be bound by lust. You might be bound by all kinds of a demon. You might be bound by coldness or lukewarmness. You might be bound by religion. But no matter how much bondage that the demon put it on you, but in that soul, that in that seed, that seed was crying out. That seed was crying out and said, Deliver me. Jesus, don't hear your cry. Jesus, don't hear your cry here. But Jesus heard our cry from the soul. When he heard that, he crossed the sea. How in the world does that legion even know Jesus coming? He doesn't see it, but there is a soul in there. It's like a magnetic. When there's a something coming forward him, he knows exactly. He said, this is my night. And we got one chance. If I miss this, I will never get it out. And he wiggled himself out of the grave. 
Brother Bram said that those demons try to say, what are you doing here? They try to hold him, but nothing can hold him. Thousands of demons cannot hold him. His own body cannot hold him. His own failure cannot hold him. His own wrongdoing cannot hold him. All the sorrow, all the regrets cannot hold him because that soul was a cry for deliverance. Say no, that's his chance. Do you know that's your chance, my people? You don't need to put on a pious face to pretending nothing happened or nothing going wrong. You know yourself what is it inside of the inside, craving for more of a God. But when a transforming power come and take a hold, people couldn't even recognize him. His own family couldn't even recognize him because of the renewing of a mind as had happened in him. The power of a transformation has renewed him, let him become a different creature. Transformation is a process. Rebecca said, my goodness, my time's passed. He lets it not happen just overnight. We are the one that gets in a hurry. God is never in a hurry. He just say it, and it's going to be, no matter what. He lets it take its time. It's not, I'm not saying this, it has to take a longer time. But he led his word to do his work. When God said the word, he never tried to fix his word. As long as the brother Bramah said, as long as you're not tempering with it, his word will always make it what he intended it to do come to pass. And he said, and now the only thing he had to do, he could go to rest. He speak, after he speak, he could go to rest because he had spoken it. And it was all has to come to pass because he had spoken it. Don't lay that in God. He spoke through you too. Because if he said he's the word, and he said you are the word, you're part of the word, then it's not you speaking. It's not, a you, uh, it's not just him speaking. It's you speaking too. Because that word is the lady in you. And when you speak according to God's word, it's not you speaking. But who's speaking? Him. It's Him speaking. As I said last time, in a different tone, different voice. But it's the same voice behind that voice. Because that's the same word. That is the same life. How? And then he said, I don't know how much. It had to go through before it had come to pass. How many rejects and whatever more, but it had to come to pass. Because he said it would have come to pass. He had spoken. The same thing it is about having a church here in the last day. He's going to have a bride. Yes. He's able of this stone to raise children to Abraham. 
If we don't follow him, he will get somebody else that will follow him. He is going to have it because he has already spoken. When God has spoken, he's not affected about it. He's not an anxiety about it. He just led the word to do this work. When you said it about it, you don't have to be frightened about it. You don't have to revisit the subject anymore. You just let the word. You just make sure that is the word of God. According to God's word, you let the word to do this work. And that the word will always do this work. Amen. Let me give you the final illustration. Then I'll quit. I'm not, I'm not quit. I mean, I'm just close. Sorry. In a military world, they had a certain missile. Is that called missile? Missile? And... Uh, it called a fire and forget. Do you know that word? My goodness, how in the world do you do know all these things? It's the missile that called fire and forget. Is it a missile that is inside of a missile? They have a certain program and things are laid in there. When they uh, push the uh, uh, they push the button, that a missile which is go directly to the target. And it's a type of a missile guidance which does not require further external intervention after launch, such as the illumination of the target, a wire guidance, and can hit its target without the launcher being in line of a sight of the target. When you push the button, when a soldier pushes the button, the missile going out. He can just forget about it. And because of the missile has already programmed it in it, though he doesn't see it, but the missile got an eye in it, and he will go to the target and destroy the enemy. So spiritually speaking, when we have the word of God, though our sight doesn't see it, but the word of God has already had a program in it. When the Word of God has a program in it, though it's out of your sight, but you can be rested assured that missile is going to get hit the target. He said that this is a very important property. This is a very important thing for a guided weapon to have. Since a person or vehicle that linger near the target to guide the missile using, for instance, a laser designator is vulnerable to attack and unable to carry out the other task. Is that too scientific for you? Let me explain this here. <laughs> if that soldier launches out a missile, if he has to constantly aiming at it, he can become a target. Because when he saw the missile or the word coming, and the enemy said, somebody launched this. Somebody has confessed the word. Somebody has launched the missile at me. Then they find, where is that guy? And then they can take him out. But that person, if he got to this uh, fire and forget, when they sent the missile out, he can go for another subject. He can go for another task. That's the believer. If you're getting too close to the target, you become vulnerable. If you keep revisiting 
Oh, where is my son? Where is my... I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to do a lot of things. You don't need to do nothing. One thing you need to do, fire, confess, and forget. Let the word do this work. Lord, you have said so. If you get close to the target, you become a vulnerable. You try to work on this. You try to work on that. You only mess it up. But if you can let the word of God do this work. And he said that you can do other work. Brother Darren, we can do other work. If my mind keeps thinking, is I hit a target? Where are you going to hit a target? What my son, what my daughter, what is going to do? What is going to happen? I cannot do other works. But this one, even if fire and forget, they can achieve greater things. I can go to do the mission work. Brother Terry, you can do the computer work. You can do the message hub. You can do this. That caused damage to the kingdom of a devil. Because you can fire and forget about it. Let our confession do this work. Be patient to your own confession. Be patient to your own word. Confession. Let your confess the word fire and forget about it. And he will take the target out. Because generally, information about a target is programmed into the missile just prior to launch. God, before the foundation of the world, already know the trial you're going through, the difficulty you're going through, the heartache that you're going through. But he sent the program into his own word. Said, my child, just believe my word. Just take it. And then when you take it, before you launch it, better reveal the word of God, you know, that word is already programmed. It's God has vindicated. It's been programmed it right. Believe on Jesus Christ. You and your family household will be saved. God has put that in the word. And it assure you by the prophet in this hour that he said, fire. Forget about it. Doesn't have to revisit that subject anymore. Lord, you said it. I believe it. It's going to hit a target. You don't have to just watch the radar and everything. Is that hit a target? Is that hit a target? He doesn't need to. When you confess the word, let it go. God's word. And you said, I haven't heard an explosion yet. You don't need to hear. The explosion will come. You just make sure you launch it. That's the programmable God's word. And it will come to pass. After it is fired, the missile guides itself. Oh, hallelujah, I'm so glad that word got it in itself. That's 
Lord, I'm not tampering. It's not I'm going to try to put my hands into it. The word of a God will do his own work. The word of a God will save my mom. The word of God will save my dad. The word of God will save my children. The word of a God will save my wife. Why? Because I fire and I forget about it. I trust the power of a transformation. That seed that is laid in there. Let me share your little testimony before I release you. And my mom, God bless my, my old mom, faithful mom. I was so admired of her. A few months ago, my dad got old timer. And she, he can't remember anything. It's almost like a paralyzed on, on the bed. I couldn't go to the bathroom, couldn't do anything. And my mom's 80 some years old. And she has to take care of my daddy because my parents, they're always independent of their whole life. But then they come to a point that they can't take care of themselves. I'd ask them to go with my brother. He wouldn't, they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't. They said, no, we don't want to trouble you. We just want to be here. We, we can handle this. We're fine. They never let me know. But then I find out my daddy got an Alzheimer. And, and later on, my mom just called me and says, honey, he said, I just can't handle him anymore. My mom lost so many pounds, and I saw her face was getting yellow, and she was just dwindling. And then I said, Mom, I said, I'll go back and, and take care of her dad. And if I can't go, I'll let my wife go. My mom said, no. You know what she said? She said, you have a battle, this demon the devil has a long enough. He said, now is my time to fight this devil. Brother, you let other people fight for you for a long time. When is the time that you will fight your own battle? Is that hard? Fire? And forget. Let a word do this work. And my mom said, he said, you know what? He said, that devil, he's a tormentor. He's constantly tormenting me. He said, you're old. You're, you cannot do anything. You're done. You're done. You're, you know, your, your son cannot come back and all of this. He said, that devil, he said, he's a tormentor. He cannot, uh, he cannot get me. So he will try to get your dad. So that he will weary me down. Isn't that, I think the brother Tom preached that. If he cannot get you, he will get your children. Or he will get your wife. He will get your loved one. He will find that a weak spot and try to work on you. Why? Because he's a tormentor. Right. Well, my mom said, you know what? If he hasn't taken me down before, that devil cannot take me down now. He said, I'm, I'm, I said, every time I ask the Lord, not even one time without God answering my prayer. Every prayer. A person without a church to go to. A person without a pastor, without a three, four minister to preach to. The only thing that he had, she had, is just the word in this hour. And not out of 1,200, but only about 400 of them. That's all that she can hear. But she said, I'm going to fight that devil. He tried to bring this a fighting to my territory, 
And I'm going to bring this a warfare and to my whole family. And he said, Lord, if you give me 10 years more to live, I'm going to get this gospel. I can't go out, but I want that my husband believe. I want my son believe. That's my brother. I want my daughter-in-law to believe. I want to make a great testimony out of this. And then, then, then pray. And I pray. And I cry. I said, Lord, I wish I can go back. I love my dad. I love my mom. They're getting old, 80 some years old, but I couldn't do it. But you know what? My mom said, don't let this bother you. He said, the devil's get on me. He said, I'm going to bring the war path, war of power to his territory. And that's exactly what she did. And then, uh, actually, my brother knows it, and my brother said, Mom, why don't you let us know? And he take my mom to his house, and he take a graded witnessing machine to his house. <laughs> Without him knowing it. And day in and day out, my mom prayed. My mom believed for him. You know what? Just a few days ago, my Uncle Tony, I'm not sorry, not Uncle Tony, your Uncle Tony, that's my brother Tony, and said to me, he said, I pray too. He said, I believe God would do something to our dad. And he said, Mom, you and my brother believe is absolute truth. He said, I believe that too. I never heard that before. And not only him, my sister-in-law. The other day when I was talking, she said, she called me the second, because I'm the second in the house. I'm number two. That's my nickname, number two. He said, number two. He said, what you believe in the truth, I believe that too. You fire. A musician come. You fire, and you forget about it. Don't let a devil tread on you. He's a tormentor. But when... Jesus come to that legion. Jesus become a tormentor to that five or six thousand demons. You do the reasonable service. Believe the Lord. You fire. You confess. And you forget about it. And God will do the rest of the work. Then your mind don't have to be going here and there. You can do something else. You take that for, just for a testimony and just for a, something encouraging to your heart. If a brother Murphy's mom can do that, yeah. I can do that too. Yeah. I'm going to bring this word past to the devil's yes, territory. Right. He has my prodigal son too long. He has the prodigal daughter too long. He doesn't have a one legal right to do that. And I'm going to believe the word of a God, fire it, and I'm going to forget about it. I don't have to check the radar anymore because I know the word is going to do this work. If you could say, see, and your faith could draw that great Holy Spirit, that's in the events made clear by prophecy, that great Holy Spirit has sailed yonder in the air. The science has to picture off and see it moving through this building. Do you believe that the Holy Spirit is here? 
Do you believe that the Holy Spirit is moving in this building? Not by the exuberance, but by the word of a God that says so. Is it not that the brother said, I'd rather to stand there on the word of God than standing on heaven? You're standing on the word of God because heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will never pass it away. He said that they moved through this building just trying to find a place to land. Trying to find an anchor place. Do you want to provide that place to him? Do you believe that Holy Spirit is moving here? Not just by, as I said, not because I'm excited or, or you're excited, but by the word as it says so. He's hovering over here, trying to find a place to land. He's trying to find a place to anchor. You haven't been back and forth, in and out, all the time. Why don't you let him to anchor you? He can anchor you. He just want to find a place to anchor. My brother, how complicated. Only believe it. My brother, only believe it. He's identified it by scripture and so forth. That's right. Now, shall we bow our head? Now from your hearts, I don't care what was wrong with you. You said, my wrong is too wrong. My situation is too hard to fix. I don't care what was wrong with you. Can you from your heart believe with all your heart that a word of a God has to grant you your request? Do you want to lift up your hand by confess, by believe? Fire that word that you have a belief. I believe that every hand that I could say, I could see one up. If you believe it, now listen very carefully and from your heart of heart, if you believe it, now remember, it is finished. It was just one second of a time. If you believe it, now remember, it is finished. You out there on the telephone wires, and you out there on the internet, if you have a belief with all your heart, the great Holy Spirit is here in the tabernacle tonight. I seen him move over the people, showed himself over here on the side of the wall, and went down upon a man, come down here and up through the building, making known the secret of the heart, the identification of his presence to show that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is in our midst. Is God, the never-failing God. Shall we stand?
If you believe it. Now remember, it is finished. Can I ask you to do something? Maybe out of unusual. Can you lay hands on a person beside you? And just say to that sister or brother beside you said, I believe it. It is finished. Said, I believe it. It is finished. You said, Brother Murphy, you need to make a prayer. I don't need to. The word of God has already said so. If you remember, if you believe it, it is finished. Just said, I believe it. It is finished. I believe it. It is finished. EBA, it is finished. I believe it. It is finished. You not on the internet, let a tender hand of Jehovah lays on you, said, I believe it, Lord, it is finished. Lord, how I thank you, Lord. It's the word do this work. Lord, if it's a man do this work, Lord, no matter how I'm stomping on my feet, no matter how many I sweat, I shed tears, the Lord, the effort will make it a work. The Lord, when we send the word, when we fire the word of a God from this mouth, from this heart, and to believe it, and it is finished. And doesn't need to revisit the subject anymore. It is a done. It is a finished. No matter what situation that the people has laid themselves in, the wall on in, Lord, as we believe it, it is a finished. No matter how we were, the loved one that is one away, but as we believe it, it is a finished. Lord, thank you. And praise you. Lord, we just worship you with the praise that in our heart, with the praise that in our tongue, and to know that it's a finished work, that you have already finished. You said on your cross, you said it is a finished. But Lord, all I can also say is not only Jesus said that it is a finished, it's the mean attributes. That inside of him, we all cried it out into the same tone of a voice, said it is finished. Because we believe that word. And today, tonight, and we are repeating the same voice that I spoke that on the cross. And those brothers and sisters that spoke on the cross. And we were echoing with the same voice that said, it is finished. Because we are the word and we believe every word. We thank you, Lord, and we give all the praise to you. And no, we cannot be bind by the broken chain anymore. We cannot be sold to be a slave anymore. As you ever redeemed us from the slave market. I thank you, Lord. Lord, as we fire the word, and now we forget. 
forget our trial, forget all our situation, but we only remember the word of a God. We only remember the grace of a God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, how I love you, Lord. You're so lovable, Lord. You send a little word in this hour, and you give us a measuring, down that it was a measure of faith into each one. Some big, some small, but all genuine that can receive the word and believe in every word of what God said and go from here. Not depends on the feeling, not depends on if I fail or I don't fail, but depends on you have a cessal. And that's a thus says the Lord. We believe you, Lord. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let's sing that it again, Brother Dan. If you can help me, you can't be buying but a broken chain. I'm so thankful that you sing that song. Let's sing that all again together. You can't be bound by a broken chain. Devil is just a blood. He's a tormentor, but it doesn't possess the real power to kill you. He's only trying to torment you. But even that, he cannot go deeper into your soul. Because that by the preaching of the word, God has set you free. The Son has set you free. You are free indeed. And don't let the devil try to torment you. Now is the time that you turn around, rise up, and turn over, and tread him down on your feet. Say, devil, you bluffed me long enough. But from tonight on, you cannot be my boss anymore. But I'll be the tormentor until I send you to the lake of fire. Let's sing it all together. You can be bound, but a broken chain. You may be.
can be bound about a broken chair. You said, I heard a rattling sound. It's a rattling of a broken chair. It can't bind you in any longer. It's just a bluff. Oh, how we're thankful. God, give a message in this hour. Send a messenger. Send a prophet. And it's not just a book. It's not just a, some a voice. But it's a God himself that is speaking to us. To announce your liberty. Announce your freedom. And why you live under privilege? There's no need to it. Everything belongs to you. Everything that God has, by Jesus Christ, redeemed for you, is all laid in your hand. Just claim it, Brother Nathan. It all belongs to us. And that's what we believe. I pray the Lord will bless every one of you. You're lovely people. I'm sorry to keep you long. But I trust you bring this back home. Don't just bring it. Don't just bring the word. Bring him. Bring him with you. Lord, I hear you speak. Lord, I want that life to be anchored inside of a man. The devil come to me. I'll look him a square in an eye. Devil, you are a squatter. I'm coming to claim in every property that you take it out by illegal that you do. Now, this all belongs to me. May God bless you. Shake hands with each other. It is finished. And it's the work of the Lord is done. God bless you until we meet you once again on Sunday morning.